Hey friends, welcome to Anchored In Always. I'm Katie Thornhill, and I've been through the storms of marriage infidelity, drug and alcohol addiction of a loved one, and even loss of a child to cancer. In this podcast, I will share with you how to place healthy boundaries in your relationships, how to recover from past hurts using the principles of Christian recovery, and how to find healing even in the loss of a loved one, so that you can live a life of joy and purpose despite your circumstances. If you're ready to find freedom and victory, then join me on a journey of soul restoration as we anchor into Jesus. So pull your hair back, strap on your boots, and grab your Bible, and let's weather this storm. share with you how God used the ministry of Celebrate Recovery to redeem and restore our marriage. I'm going to dig into why and how these tools brought us each individual healing, drawing us closer to Christ, and then ultimately into a stronger, more unified marriage. So today's title may have caught your attention because maybe your marriage is in crisis and you are looking for something, anything to help salvage it. Or maybe you feel like you're in a pretty good place right now, but you want to grow deeper in your relationship together. Either way, this episode is for you. I've already shared in previous episodes how our marriage almost ended after years of infidelity and substance abuse, but by the grace of God, some tough love, and my husband finally hitting rock bottom and choosing to get help, we began our journey of healing and restoration. It wasn't without its bumps and bruises, though, but really no great relationship is. When Josh came home from a 12-week treatment facility, he started attending Celebrate Recovery, which is a 12-step, eight-principle, biblically-based approach to Christian recovery. I was literally seeing him transform right before my eyes, and honestly, I was jealous. I think many times we spend so much time trying to fix our spouse that we forget we are broken vessels too. Romans 3.23 says that all of us have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And then in Matthew chapter 7, verses 3 through 5, we are reminded of this as well. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye or your husband's and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to him, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother, from your brother's eye. I believed the lie that if Josh would just get himself together, then our marriage would be okay. Eventually, though, I did begin going to celebrate recovery myself, but at first it was just because I was curious and really to support him. But as I began going regularly, I was realizing that I've got some of my own issues and struggles as well. Maybe I should stop trying to fix Josh and start working on myself. Sounds like a great idea. So I joined a step study, which is a small group of men or women that meet one time a week and work through four books, starting from step one and go all the way to step 12 together. This process was life-changing for me. For so long, I was reading all of these wonderful Christian motivational or self-help books, but not really changing anything. I was acknowledging behaviors, but not figuring out the why behind those behaviors. As I worked through these steps, though, I began seeing some patterns and making connections. I like to compare it to a garden. I wanted to see growth or change, but there were so many weeds choking the life out of me. Reading the books was just trimming those weeds, but never actually digging down to the root to pull them up so that I could really bloom. But in this process, although it is hard and painful, as I dug down to my childhood and some of the earliest hurts, 
I was also seeing why I do some of the things that I do and respond the way that I do in unhealthy ways. Matthew 5, 23 through 24 says, Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First, go and be reconciled to them and then come and offer your gift. I was never going to find healing and move forward in my relationship with my husband or anyone for that matter until I stepped out of denial made amends and offered forgiveness and began serving out of a sincere heart, not just to check it off the list of things that I should be doing. Ideally, your spouse is doing this process too, so that you're both speaking the same language of recovery. I would come home and share with Josh what I learned, what my triggers were and why, and then he would do the same. And although we still get in arguments and have our struggles, we can identify our part in it a lot sooner and make amends and forgive each other and then move forward without all of the guilt, shame, and resentment. The other major change was that as we were both growing in our personal relationships with Christ, we began growing in unity together. Ephesians 4, 2-3 says, Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. If you're listening and thinking, okay, I'm interested, but my spouse would never go for it, that's okay. You have to start somewhere. So begin your journey. Find healing and victory for your own hurts, habits, and hangups. Two major benefits of this are, number one, you will grow stronger in your relationship with Christ, gaining more wisdom and discernment from the Holy Spirit, which will benefit your marriage in helping how you respond to your spouse. And it will give you a sense of peace moving forward, despite their choices and actions, or even the outcome. You can't control what they do, only how you respond to it. Second, they may have a softening of their heart as they see the change and growth in you. 1 Peter 3, 1-2 says, Wives, and this applies to husbands, in the same way, submit yourself to your own husband, so that if any of them do not believe the word, they may be won over without words, by the behavior of their wives when they see the purity and reverence of your own lives. So your actions speak louder than your words. Hearing this today, you might be asking, okay, what are my next steps? How do I get started? Number one, go to celebraterecovery.com so you can find a meeting near you and get started on your journey of recovery right now. Two, have an honest conversation with your spouse. Let them know that you're struggling and you want to find some healing. Make it about them, or about you, rather, and not them. A lot of times when people think we are trying to fix them, they usually will put up a wall or get defensive. And number three, pray for your spouse. It's so much harder to be angry and have a hard heart with someone that you're praying for. Lastly, find a trustworthy accountability partner, a mentor, or a sponsor, so that you can have someone to vent and talk to that's not your spouse all the time. I know it can seem overwhelming and even hopeless at times, but don't give up. Your victory might be right around the corner, and if you stop short, you'll never experience it. So let me close in prayer over you today. Father, thank you for this amazing ministry of Christian recovery that gives us the tools we need to grow in our relationship with you as we dig down to the roots of our past hurts and identify what's keeping us stuck. So then we can finally find healing and victory in our own lives, which allows us to freely love our spouse in their broken, brokenness as well. 
God, I pray for the person listening today whose marriage is in crisis and they are feeling hopeless. I pray that they would begin to seek a deeper, more meaningful relationship with you and their spouse would too. But even if they don't, God, that it will put them in a much healthier place to recover and bloom wherever you plant them and whatever the outcome may be in their story. I thank you that you are in the restoration business and that there is always hope for change. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it and would like to connect and learn more, join our community on Facebook at Anchored In Always. I will put the group link in the show notes. You can also email me at katie at anchoredinalways.com. Lastly, I want to bring this message of hope and healing to as many hurting people as possible. So help me spread the love by sharing this podcast on your social media outlets. Another way you can do this is to take a quick minute and subscribe and leave me a review. Thank you for anchoring in with me today. God bless you as you weather your storms.